Good morning, my friends, and welcome to the Space Gate. Well, morning for me. <laughs> Good morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you might be. Uh, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your, your co-host, Brian. And today I am your only co-host because uh, we're doing, for me, a morning show because our guests are overseas in Germany. So, sadly, Jim and Hunter couldn't make it because they're working, you know. Um, but uh, joining us from... Erlagen? Did I say that right? Erlagen? Erlagen? Is it ah? Erlagen. Erlagen. Yeah, you're pretty close. Joining us from Erlagen, Germany, are two of the developers of the uh, shooty, buildy, miney, because <laughs> shooty, buildy, miney, <laughs> up thing, get space game, Avorian. We got uh, Konstantin Kronfelner. The end throws me off. That's what throws me off. It's, if it was just Feldner, <laughs> I could do it, but the the end throws me off. So we got developers Konstantin Kron, Kronfeldner and Philip Erhardt. Welcome, gentlemen. Hi. Hi, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. Now, I wanted, I wanted to say, I'm going to be perfectly honest. When I first saw your game, I'm like, oh, another one? Because I'm going to be honest. I'm not great at building ships. I'm actually fairly terrible at it. And this is coming from a guy who used to be huge into Lego and whatnot. I'm terrible at building ships. So I'm like, oh, really? I got to build more stuff? Because I'm terrible at building it. But we're, as we were saying before the show, you guys actually added a key ingredient to a game, an actual game. Uh, because while I, I like space engineers and I like Imperia and stuff like that, there's not really a game there really muchly yetly. So uh before we get into kind of that, let's 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 start at the beginning. Uh first, let, why don't you give folks the like the the elevator pitch, the rundown of what you uh of like the sales pitch of what Avorion is. Uh basically Avorion is a base sandbox, a pop-up sandbox where people can build their own ships from blocks of varying size, not just the, the, the usual voxel style, but you can actually scale your blocks to have um, more interesting designs and also to save performance. Because usually performance depends on the number of blocks and not, not necessarily the, style, the size. And apart from building, there's actually... Um, we wanted to make sure that you spend more time flying around in your ship than you spend building your ship. So we have a lot of um, needs, uh, little features like loot, uh, combat. Um, you can upgrade your ship. You have to manage your crew. Um, tons of things like this and like that. And um, yeah, basically. On top of all that, in Navorion, you usually fly the bigger ships. You know, you fly the cruisers, the battleships. You don't fly the one, the tiny one man fighters, but you fly the large, uh, the large ships. Yeah. Oh, and folks, I got to apologize. We're having some issues with um with Discord this morning. Uh, for some reason, the audio seems to be cutting out on both ends. Uh, for some reason. Uh, our, my guests are hearing me cut out a little bit and I'm hearing them cut out a little bit. And we've tried switching servers and I've also tried increasing the data per room. I did that already and it's not it's not 
great, but we're working with it. So I apologize if the audio cuts out. Um, we really tried to do fix that before, and I'm going to keep tweaking it. Um, but I just wanted to throw that out there that if the audio is kind of fudgy, uh, Discord seems to be having some issues this morning. Um, but yeah, I really like how there's a crew management game. I really like how there's uh, in the building menu, in the building screen. And uh, I, I really like how you have all those stats for how much braking and how much thrust and how much, you know, all that, all that, all that great stuff. I love all those stats. That's and I, I like how you make that super clear. You know, mm-hmm. I like how you make that super Thanks. clear. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of good, and I really like the focus on flying rather than building. You can really. And I also love, I got to say, I love how you guys implement mining. This is how I feel mining should be in a space game. Because um, I don't know if you guys ever played Jump Gate, but it's a very similar method of mining where you point a mining beam at the asteroid and the mining beam just sucks in the, 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 the mining beam. Either you, you either bring it in or the mining beam sucks in the material. It's very straightforward and efficient. Whereas in Elite, you got to do that limpet bullshit. You know, with the drones, or you got to fly and get the chunks yourself, and you want to kill yourself. So <laughs> you, you, you want to, you really hate life when you're mining an elite. So I really appreciate since this game is kind of very mining heavy, which I love because I, I don't know if you guys ever played Jump Gate. It's an old MMO that actually is still running. Um, but I haven't, I, I haven't yet. So uh, no, me neither. But I'm going to it, check it out at some yeah, point. It's, it's, uh, we just played four hours of it on a stream the other day, if you want to watch a little bit of that. But uh, mining is the thing I've done the most in that game, and it's very similar. You point the gun, you shoot it, you bring in the materials. Straightforward, you know? Easy peasy. Um, I also like, yeah, like uh, Excelsior brings up in the chat, the physics. Um, it's really nice how you have such a robust physics engine, how the shape of the ship can really change how it flies and how many thrusters you put on because um, because I built a couple of ships with just some very simple engines and it flew very different than one of the ships the game built. Oh, and that's another thing I have to thank you for, that you don't have to build a ship if you don't want to. <laughs> I found that out after I spent a billion years trying to build my own and being terrible at it. Uh. Like, oh, I could just go to the shipyard and, and spend some, I, I have to mine. I have to, it, there's a cost of not only money, but iron. So I got to do some mining beforehand, but I could just have them build me a ship and then fly over and get it. Yay. Thank God. <laughs> it's so nice that you guys did that. I have to really, really appreciate that you guys did that because Holy Christ. Yes. Yeah, sure. It, it's basically a thing that came naturally when we uh, when we first started out with the game. Um, I wanted it. We had the procedural generation for the ships, and in the very beginning, I was um, I didn't even think of building. Actually, uh, we we just had in the very 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 first builds where where it wasn't in the game it was just a generator for ships, you know, um, and. It, it, uh, it only came to me later on that basically you can why not build them you know uh, and first we just uh, just let them generate you know and uh, it, it seemed kind of logical to uh, let let the players have their own generated ships from various uh, styles and seats so yeah yeah and I think you really should do both uh, I mean 
buying uh, pre-made chips for you, generated chips, is great if you don't want to design and you don't feel you're uh, really creative, but you can still uh, go to the building menu and adjust your ship for the style you're specifically playing at the moment and extend it with all the blocks you need and, um, yeah, optimize. Oh, yeah, because I did do that a little bit. Um, I did do that a little bit with um, with the ship that it built for me. Just add like mm -hmm. some, some crew quarters and stuff like that. Now, I really love um, – oh, we're kind of jumping ahead. Before we continue talking about the gameplay itself, which I'm very excited about, let's talk about um, how the game got started. Like wh how did this um, – how did this get off – the ground, as it were, like where, what was the impetus for creating this? How'd you guys get together? That sort of thing. Um, at the very beginning, I, um, well, I like programming. So I, I naturally, I wanted to program a game and I was thinking what, what would be a game that I could as one person actually accomplish and um, finish at some point, you know, um, because I had, I already had a couple of projects that started that didn't go anywhere. And basically it was always the, the amount of um, designing uh, design, uh, content that had to be. And basically that's when I came up with the, uh, um, with the procedural generation. I love, uh, I love space games. I love the X. Um, I love the X games. Um, at the at the time, I played a lot of Minecraft, and so I thought, why not make a game where I can procedurally generate the ships um, that would enable me to focus on gameplay and less on actually designing each single ship. And basically, that's how the game was born. And I thought, why not make it multiplayer? In the beginning, it was just a, a basically an exercise for me, you know, and yeah. So it, it I continued working on it. I continued it continued growing, and at some point, I released a demo, um, which some I, I forgot his name, but a, a a Russian streamer actually picked up the uh, the demo, and uh, we had a large influx of Russian players who loved the game and was, it was a really, really exciting time because people came to the forum and they talked about the game and all the stuff. And I got feedback, which was pretty awesome. And yeah. So, so uh, after that, I continued working on it. Um, and um, while I was at uni, I met Philip and yeah, we, we hit it off pretty well. We became good friends I always talk to him about Avorion and how I love working on it. And, and when I always I, had to listen. <laughs> yeah, you always Very had to listen to my ramblings. And yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, basically, we, uh, we hit it off pretty well. And I thought to myself, why? Okay, now I'm going to try it. Screw this. I'm trying. And I made a trailer. I put it on Steam Greenlight. And it, it basically, uh, it took nine days and it got greenlit. So um, at that point, I decided, okay, good, I'm, I'm going to make this my job. And yeah, basically, 
Um, after that, we uh, I asked Philip for help if he wanted to help me because I knew that it was probably going to take even more time to finish this all, uh, all on my own, all alone. And we started a Kickstarter so we can, uh, so we could basically uh, um, finance um, the the development until uh, the early access release. And our Kickstarter got financed, which was really awesome. And yeah, so we continued working on it, and now we release it into early access, and here we are. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, good. It works. Um, sorry about earlier, folks. Just once that I just wanted to say I switched uh, server. I didn't know you could do that while still talking, but I switched to another server, uh, the U.S. East server, which is probably closer to bo- you guys, and so mm-hmm. the audio does sound a bit better, I think. So, um, so thanks for putting up with the uh, technical issues we're having this morning, folks. I apologize for having to do this on the fly, but I'm still ca- – even though after 180-some episodes, I'm still learning a lot about this stuff. <laughs> so um, – but yeah, no, that sounds like a great story. I don't remember if I get kicked to the Kickstarter. I think you did. I'm not sure. Oh, I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. Of course I did. I kicked all of the space game Kickstarters if I can. So yeah, I did. Okay, good. <laughs> I try to put my money where my <laughs> mouth is. Um, and I'm really happy that um, you guys had a successful Kickstarter because I've seen like the, um, for example, there's the, we had them on the show earlier, the Convicted Galaxy guys. And uh, their Kickstarter is kind of floundering, which is makes me always sad because there's kind of a – there is a fatigue going around about Kickstarter right now. I mean there are lots of projects that never happened, you know, and, and there's a lot mm. – and, mm. and whatnot. There's a lot of – it's just I – don't, I don't know if the ship has sailed necessarily, but I think it's harder today – to be successful on Kickstarter than it was three or four years ago when it was yeah absolutely fresher and so the the fact that you guys succeeded is is really heartening, um, and uh, I'm sure that that was great for you guys. You guys did a nice yeah, campaign by the way. You guys did a really nice campaign thanks. if I remember correctly. Thanks, thanks. Um, so that is pretty awesome. And uh, what was I going to say? I'm sorry, I'm still half asleep. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. <laughs> so um, I really like how uh, the game not only is procedurally generated, but that the universe feels pretty alive so far. Like I've only been in a couple of systems so far in my gameplay, but there are all these ships flying around and there are pirates. You know, they're doing their thing and other ships come out to help the uh, the transports that are getting attacked by the pirates. It feels very lively. How, so how much work has been going into making the, the universe feel uh, – because, I mean, you could tell there's a lot of work. You could tell a lot of work went into the builder, and I want to talk about that too. But, like, you could tell a lot of work went into a lot of areas of this game. But I want to talk about the, 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 the world building. So how much work went into the um, building the universe, not only procedurally, but make, filling it up with – with uh with AI ships because I've only played single player which is really awesome that you have both uh but yeah how much work went into making this um universe feel alive that you're flying around in uh basically it was all the work since the Kickstarter um until the Kickstarter we had um we basically built uh built the engine you know the core 
core game. And now, um, basically what we're doing is we're writing our own mods for the game, you know, and, um, we're, uh, that's, that's how we're filling, filling it with content. Um, the bosses, the pirates, uh, the distress calls, these missions. Um, basically this is all content that we could add through the, uh, uh through the Kickstarter. Uh, so basically, this is what we've been doing for the last nine months, uh, actually. So yeah, a lot of work, basically. So I wanted to ask about missions. Like so far, I, I might have missed it. The only because I live by missions. I, I I need missions in my life, and so the only so far the only missions I've seen are uh, the bulletin board entries at the various stations. Are there actual missions besides those? And, like, I guess distress calls will be missions, I guess. Um, yeah, they're, they're technically their missions, yeah. Okay, so is, besides those, is there going to be, or is there, and I missed it, a, like, a mission computer? Or are there going to be, like, missions, like the, like the privateer style? Or are the missions going to be more organic, like this station needs this, go get it? You know, that sort of thing. Uh, we want to. Uh, we'd like to to have uh, not too too uh, well. We want we want a balance between uh, between things that just happen around you where you can participate, you know, um, and things that you can actually choose to uh, like. Okay, I'm going to go to this station. They, uh, I'm going to look for a uh, for something to do, and I'm going to accept this one mission, and I'm going to do that. Um, basically, we want we want a, a healthy healthy mix of both a little, you know, oh. um, because there are players who who prefer doing uh, there are players who prefer doing their uh, their thing, you know, uh, like planet, and um, there are also players who just go anywhere just to to see what what happens, and um, we definitely want want to cater to both both of these um, these play styles. So yeah, but right now we have uh, we don't have too many missions sadly. Um, basically, this is more more content that we want to work on in, uh, in the coming uh, coming uh, weeks and months. Basically, yeah. Just just the fact that you. But guys I mean, the, oh, there's a story there. So um, yes, I, yes. I wonder what uh, how many people already discovered this, but there are quite a few different bosses that. Um, Each boss has a different kind of uh, requires a different kind of strategy and supports the a different uh, style of play. So uh, there's already a trace of um, really non-random encounters, but specialized missions for you to do and to progress further in the galaxy. Oh, nice! I guess I haven't run into those yet. I was wondering if there was some kind of underlying story. Um, I did see at one point like an exclamation point on the map, so I figured that was kind of like a questy story thing. And I went there, and it was a pirate uh, ambush. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For like five seconds until they ripped my ship in, in like a million pieces. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really excited to hear that they're going to be like the more traditional – uh, mission computer where oh there's a station I'm gonna ask I'm gonna see what they want me to do, but there's also the organic stuff happening around you. Uh, that sounds like an amazing mix of um, of stuff. Yeah, well I don't I don't know if I really want to spoil anything, but if you listen to uh, for example what the adventurer or some of the people that talk to you have to say, 
you can pick up some hints and go explore and maybe you'll find something special there. Yeah, one thing I wanted yeah. to, sorry, one thing I wanted to ask about, it seems like exploration is an actual deal in this game uh because um uh, Excelsior, who actually runs a server for your game, by the way, he's in the stream chat right now. Um, mm-hmm. He was just ex- out out and about one day and found a massive ship with a six thousand uh, six thousand uh, cargo uh, uh, cargo capacity. So, um, yeah, so there are things. It sounds like there are things out there to discover. Uh, out in the universe, sounds like it's not just asteroids and stations and planets, but there are actual things to find out there as well. Yeah, uh, you have. Uh, there are cargo fields, uh, for example, that you can find. There are asteroids, large asteroids, uh, which uh, which you can claim for you, and you can either found a mine on them or maybe sell them to another faction. Um, there's uh, old wreckages which you can uh, which you can transform into uh, a ship. Well, not not every uh, not every wreckage, but there are some intact ships floating around which you can just uh, take over, basically. So yeah, we're uh, we're we're also constantly working on on this um, exploration part, you know. So you you always kind of find something new somewhere. That's uh, I think that's 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 important for uh, for these kinds of games. You know that people um, people like uh, like finding stuff where they say, "Hey, I, I'm sure nobody has ever found this before," or some, uh, something like that. You know, uh, you know, know what I mean? That's uh, that's that's pretty uh, that's a pretty pretty important thing to us. Yeah, I I really um, I'm I'm really excited that you have because ex- exploration is one of my other favorite things in games. And the fact that mm-hmm. uh, you can just go out there and find stuff like that sounds really awesome. Now, we do have a question from uh, our podcast co-host, Alien Pickle. Uh, it's Jim. Uh, he says he's curious about multiplayer and resources becoming immediately depleted in the starting area. He says the servers I have been, I, I have been in have been 100% mined clean of iron. So they're screwed starting out. Yeah, that's a problem that we, uh, we're currently facing Um uh, right now, uh, <clears throat> resources don't regenerate. So basically, every um, when when everybody starts out in the same uh, in the same start sector, um, at some point the start sector is going to be empty, just like he said. Um, there are a few solutions to this, where uh, you can either uh, have people start in different sectors uh, just next to each other. Um, they're like two two jumps. No, no, not not even two jumps. That two sectors away, so you can jump uh, jump to them with your mining drone. And so basically, everybody gets his own start sector where he can, we where he has his own resources just to himself. Um, but right now, we're also looking into a possibility to regenerate asteroids. Um, I'm not not yet sure how exactly this would work and when they would be regenerated, especially in, I don't like stuff popping up, you know, um, I'm also, I'm, I also want to change the animation of, uh, ships, uh, war- warping in from hyperspace. And, uh, basically I don't, I don't want, uh, asteroids just popping up. Uh, uh, if you, if you know what I mean, but, uh, right. yeah, I'm, I'm, we're, we're still, still looking into that, but as, as a, 
uh, as a temporary uh, temporary solution for now, you can actually make um, you can configure the server so that people start in different sectors. They will all have the same uh, more uh, more or less same same content as the default start sector, and everybody gets its own start sector. So everyone uh, everybody gets its own resources. Oh, that's neat. Um, now. I've not done multiplayer yet, but can like if you're doing multiplayer, can you see other players on the map, or do you have to like do they have to tell you where they are, and you have to go, they have to tell you where you are. That they have to makes, tell you where you are. That probably makes more sense because I'm guessing you can kill other players if you want to. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, that's yeah. exactly why we did this. That makes yeah. sense. <laughs> uh, Excelsior asks if you'll be able to claim large asteroids. Like, will you be able to make a claim on it so it's your roid? Oh, the the titanium asteroids. Yes, um, I, I thought about this, but um, actually, I don't. Uh, I'm not sure if this makes uh, too much sense because just because you claim it, but doesn't mean that nobody else can mine it. So you can you can claim it, but after that, um, well, it, it doesn't do anything. Actually, uh, they, they they it's it's your. Uh, it's still possible that people can just come and mine it, nevertheless. So. Uh, yeah, um, I'm I'm not really sure about the the benefit of uh, claiming these uh, titanium or iron asteroids would be because they're actually there to for you to find and to mine. Yeah, hope this answers the question. No, I think that that, that does make sense. Um, oh, I think there was another question. Hang on. Oh no, that was it. Um, so. I was going to ask because there have been, I think, mentioned people are talking about. Um, oh yeah, Jim said something about uh, automated mining vessels. So it sounds like can you, because there are fighters and such in this game. So can you make, mm-hmm. for example, like a mining carrier with mining drones, and you could tell. Uh, them, yes, you can. Oh my god! So yeah, how does that work? Like you, you can have smaller craft that uh, you can you can have like a carrier ship that carries smaller craft. And then you can give those craft orders. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, you can you can attach hangar uh, blocks to your ship, which basically make up uh, they they add some some hangar space to your to your ship where you can store fighters. Uh, fighters can be bought at several stations. Um, we're also looking into designing your own fighters and maybe at some point regenerating them on your ship, maybe. But um, you can then hire pilots who will pilot these fighters. You can organize them into squads and basically give give your squads uh, orders, which they will carry out. You can uh, right now there are two styles of orders. You can tell them to defend yourself, so they will attack everybody they think is attacking you, and uh, they will, uh, or you can tell them to attack a certain target, and they will just start attacking it. If an AI carrier starts attacking, he will send out his fighters to uh, to attack his uh, specific target that he wants to attack. So basically, um, since you can tell him to attack asteroids, which is basically mining, um, he will send out his uh, his mining mining fighters if you have any, and. Uh, we'll start mining the sector. Yes, that's awesome. Uh, oh, we have a question. We have another question from the chat. Uh, is there going to be? Is there or will there be the ability to reposition the UI? Uh, the game, he says, is gorgeous, spanned across three screens. Wow. Um, 
But the UI, <laughs> but the UI apparently snapped to the far right and left, which makes it a lot less usable. I guess you might want that. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It does that. Um, um, yeah, sure. Um, um, it, it, it wouldn't be too much work, I think. I, I but I, I right now I can't tell you at what point we will uh, we will actually implement this basically. Um, but um, it wouldn't be too hard, I guess. We would uh, we would probably add some ini files or XML files where you can just adjust the um, the positions of the UI elements. Um, when talking about scaling of the UI elements, that's a little harder. I can't promise anything on that. We're we're always working uh, to make it run on smaller screens as well. But right now, scaling uh, is Scaling is difficult. So, yeah, Rep uh, repositioning is a lot easier than uh, rescaling. Now, uh, you say you want to make it run on smaller screens. Does that mean you want this to maybe run on tablets, like that sort of thing? Or are you no, just that's, about uh, you just that's completely out of the question. Okay. Uh, yeah. out of the question, yeah. <laughs> you, just want to run on, you just want to be able to run on multiple, uh, multiple types of monitors, big and small. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I see. Now, that makes a lot of lo sense. Lots of laptop users, for example, have HD screens, and um, we want to make sure that uh, the game runs well and is usable on these screens as well. Yeah, you can tell. Um, I don't know why my voice broke there for a second. It sounded like I'm in puberty for a minute. You can tell. Um, you can tell <laughs> that uh, a lot of work has gone to the UI, which I really, really, really appreciate because I'm I'm a sucker for a good UI, you know, and I also hate a bad one. And uh, getting the UI right in a game, especially a game with all of this stuff going on, like not only building but flying and mining and all that stuff, and, and a need for situational awareness um, is very important. And you guys, I got to say, I've done a very job of making everything pretty efficient. You know, I, Thanks. I, I, did, I really didn't have any problem. Um, the only problem I had was like trying to target something where there was something else maybe in front of it. And I kept targeting that thing instead. That's like the only issue I had. Um, but I couldn't find anything like a target list or anything. So I couldn't find a way around that except to move my ship. So that thing wasn't in front of it anymore. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but uh, for the most part, yeah, the AI is really efficient. And I really, really like it. Um, thank yeah. you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, basically we... we um we we play the game a lot and um <laughs> I, I uh you know obviously so yeah uh, we play it a lot and i hate games or software in general that's uh hard to use so i'm i want to make sure that i like using it which basically results in in uh better ui easy um short uh, keyboard shortcuts uh all this all this stuff yeah we're we're constant uh, we're, we're currently a little short on customization and stuff. We had a few complaints about um, customization, especially for left-handed people um, who use left-handed mouses and and stuff. There were there was a little there were some people who had issues, but where um, um, yeah, we're uh, we're still still we we got to still work on that a little. So so you can customize it even more. Yeah, and of course we got very much feedback. Uh, pretty early uh, from the Kickstarter backests. So this also helped us um, improve regions we had overlooked ourselves. 
Yeah, that was really helpful. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, we have a, another question from Excelsior. Can we please change the build menu to stop spinning the ship on exit? New players will destroy their ships because they do it near a station. And it destroys the oh. dock. <laughs> I have actually done this. <laughs> I did this on my first with my first very first <laughs> ship. I'm like, oh, I'll just build and then stop building. Whoa, 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 bam! Oh crap! What the hell just happened? <laughs> no. It's it's uh, implemented uh, uh, in a it way is. that shows you the particle system of explosions <laughs> in a perfect manner. <laughs> it really does. It really yeah. Does. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's because uh, building mode flips the camera around. That's the problem, basically. So, um, yeah, that might be that might be a good change. Yeah. Uh, now, I I don't remember if I asked about this. I meant to, but I don't think I did. Um, did I did I did I ask about player owned stations? Did I ask about that? No, you didn't. Okay, I meant to. Well, now you did. Yeah, now I did. I meant to because I, I've seen mention that people might be able to build their own stations. Is that something that you are planning or is already Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. It's already in. Oh, it's already in. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's already in. Oh, um, so, so how do you go about that? Uh, you can either f- – uh, right now we have basically factory founding. You can found um, factories which will produce goods. Um, you can uh, You can either claim an asteroid and found a mine on it. So – you have an asteroid mine, which will then produce some kind of uh, trading goods, like maybe um, gold or um, or aluminium and this stuff. Or you can found a factory. You can buy a factory founding uh, ship at a shipyard and then transform this ship into a factory uh, based on... Uh, it, it's going to cost you uh, based on the potential profit you can make of this uh, of this factory. Um, a neat side effect of factories is they will attract NPC traders, which will come into your uh, into the sector where your ship uh, your station is positioned, and they will either sell their goods to your station or buy it from your station. You of course can take your uh, take and bring your goods for free, obviously, since it's your your station. Um, we're also planning on adding player-owned shipyards, um, but we have to make sure um, that basically uh, the money is, is flowing in the right direction. Right now, when a player um, buys a, sh- a ship from a shipyard, the ship is uh, the money just goes to the faction, and basically it it, uh, it disappears into nothing. Um, and we have to we have to add some mechanics that. This money actually goes to the player who owns the shipyard, um, but basically that's that's everything there is uh, there is to to do. So yeah, you can expect player-owned shipyards, for example, to be a thing soon. That is yeah. No, I want to add there are really many features in the game, and I'm quite impressed by how many users uh, find this. Uh, I mean, some stuff is uh, still bit obscure obscure by now but um, I'm really impressed watching some uh, videos and streams of people finding all those features um, it's it's really I'm really happy about that yeah it's a great feeling yeah I mean part part of the joy of games like this especially with the exploration is the joy of discovery of uh, finding out new stuff like oh I could do that or oh I can go there 
Um, and this game seems to hit a lot of notches on the belt in terms of discovering things like discovering you could put three mining beams on your new ship instead of two now or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. oh, look, or discovering, oh, there's a, there's a wreckage over there, you know? Um, so there seems to be a lot of discovery underlying this game, which is great because that's part of the joy of flying around space is that it's a big thing. There should be a lot to find. And, uh, <laughs> and the fact that and it's it, really, it's really awesome to see people on the steam forums and in, in the Avorian forum and so on. Uh, that, for example, have this problem. How do I build a station? And um, there are lots of people who answer those questions and help them. So it's it's really great. Yeah, I mean, I I, I took a gander at your forums, and I'm going to admit I'm not the I'm not always the biggest fan of game specific forums because they could sometimes be really toxic. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah. So, uh, but your your forums do not seem toxic at all. Your forums seem very helpful. A lot of people being very helpful um, <clears throat> and pretty positive about your game, which is good because there just does seem to be a lot of. I was saying this earlier, positivity around your game. Like a couple weeks, like I think I mentioned uh, a week or so ago that we got we're having you on the podcast, and some people in in our Discord server bought the game. And they're like, it's all I could play now. Oh my god! It's all <laughs> like uh, like our my friend uh, Alex, um, who doesn't seem to be here at the moment. He made like a mm-hmm. hour long video for new players to get started. That sort of thing. Um, so yeah, there, that's there, amazing. There does seem to be a lot of positivity surrounding your game, which is great. You know, so congratulations on that. Ooh, another question. Um, any plans on adding more ant colony simulation with AI factions, or like? Yeah, because there are factions in the game you could work for or against. We haven't even talked about factions. But there are factions in the game that you could, you know, have a relationship with. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, uh, exactly. Um, any plans on adding more ant colony simulation? Uh, what? Uh, I'm not sure if I understand this correctly. Yeah, I'm um, not sure either. Well, basically, I think, uh, I, I think uh, watching an ecosystem. Yes, uh, that that is actually um, that is actually a problem we ha- we are facing with the uh, uh, procedural generation because right now um, sectors are generated based on on a seed and they're um, they're generated when uh, basically when a when a user says okay I I, will, I want to go to the sector when you you put it into your nav computer then you um, uh, you start the sector generation on the server. And one issue we're, we're facing is that we can't uh, 100% predict what is going to be in the next uh, sector since it's ra- randomly generated, procedurally, but randomly. And um, yeah, we're working, we're working on, on predicting this a little better. And once we can do that, we can add... Um, more simulation steps, like maybe ships moving from one sector to another, or um, we can predict where uh, where certain stations will be. We can predict uh, where a factory will be, and yeah. The reason why we're doing this uh, in this way is uh, we're we're still constantly adding content to the, uh, to the game. It would be possible to generate 
basically the area around around a player that that would work. But uh, once this uh, this generation is done, the content is fixed. The content will uh, will not change except for when players go there and basically blow up stations or build new ones or something like that. Um, so when we are adding new features, we have to uh, we want to respect that um, you you may want to find these new features, these new sectors. You may want to find them around your position where you have already been, you know, um, and right, uh, right now this is possible because sectors are only generated when you actually go there. Um, but if we, if we generate them on based, based on suspicions that the player might go there, um, we're, uh, on one hand, ex- uh, increasing server load. And on the other hand, we are, um, increasing, the amount of sectors that are already pre-generated, so we can't, uh, you won't find any new content in these sectors where uh, where you haven't, not only where you have already been, but also where you um, where you have been approximately. And this this problem gets even bigger when people start building larger hyperspace engines, and basically the area where they can jump to gets bigger. So we would have to generate a an even larger area. And now imagine having 10 people on your server. Basically the, the, the one thing the server will be doing is generate new content all the time. So yeah, we're, um, we're basically always, um, we're always battling the technical difficulties and uh, the, uh, that we're facing together with the uh, immersion that we want to create of a, truly living universe and um, a universe where that is um, simulated as much as possible. That sounds like a really reasonable answer Uh, (laughs) because yeah, it's, I mean, the server sounds like it's doing a lot of work with multiple players and generating content around those players. So uh, yes, this kind of does lead into a question uh, that was asked uh, what would you suggest as the recommended server spec for a server of maybe 20 people? I'd say um, for 20 people, you would definitely want eight cores, a, beef, a very beefy processor, and um, uh, you also need uh, a really large upstream because the whenever... The, uh, the server generates uh, a sector or whenever a player changes the sector, all the sector content has to be sent to the player. Um, oh. The content cannot be generated. The content cannot be generated on, on the client. It would be, uh, it would be possible to, uh, to generate it once, but as soon as we, uh, as another player, since it's consistent, uh, as soon as another player um, changes anything, you would have to have this, New content on uh, on the client uh, on the client's machine, of course. So yeah, um, that's why you need high bandwidth. You need a beefy processor because uh, the procedural generation, um, yeah, it's uh, it eats up hardware basically, and um, you also need a lot of RAM. Um, the, sec- uh, the server currently keeps uh, uh, keeps sectors that are connected to uh, sectors with players in memory. So they're available 
immediately, for example, when you, uh, when you jump through a gate. So you don't have a long loading screen when you, uh, when you enter a gate. It's already, uh, there is already a loading screen, but we shortened that by keeping the sector in memory. And we also want to keep sectors in memory in the future because we want to enable players to, uh, to have um, stations in sectors where they're not currently, uh, where they're not currently at, you know, so that, for example, you can have a, uh, a ship in another sector, which just uh, does some mining or a station, a factory, uh, which continues running while you're, uh, while you're not there, while you're away. So we have to keep in the future, we will have to keep even more sectors in memory. So I'd say for 20 people, I would say, 64 gigabyte, 30, uh, 3264, something wow. like that. Okay, yeah, it's, uh, it's, you need a really beefy machine for that. Because yeah. Excelsior uh, in the stream chat here is running a server with, wow, 165 players, 770, oh, wow. 773 factions, and almost 3,000 sectors. And apparently he's trying to run it on a Google Compute Engine. Which I guess mm-hmm. is a virtual machine, and he's having some real, real lag issues. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we're we're, um, we're currently working on that. That's um, well, that, that's an unfortunate issue with the faction battles. Basically, factions can attack each other, and um, right now there's there's an issue where too many faction battles actually spawn. So uh, the sec- where when you have two factions. Um, battling each other, it's basi- right now. It's basically con- constant total war. They they are uh, they are attacking each other without uh, without stopping. So that's currently an issue. I'm working on that actually. Um, I, I was working on that uh, this morning, and um, I'm pretty confident that we are going to sort this out soon. So there there will be a lot um, there will be a lot less lag issues. Those are basically uh, these lag issues are basically created by these faction wars uh, spawning and yeah, yeah. Uh, and so the, so, so this this sounds like a real it sounds like a kind of a serious issue that might affect some folks because because of the yes. way the uh, procedural generation and everything. Now someone um, someone suggested maybe for maybe have pre generated galaxies. For maybe larger multiplayer servers, so it's not procedurally generating everything all the time. Would that be an option? At least, mm, technically, no, uh, oh. because they uh, the the servers. Uh, well, it would be possible, of course, but the server would take hours to start up to uh, to generate the entire content. Um, maybe with smaller galaxies, well, basically with smaller play areas, that that would would work. But with the current uh, with the current setup, we have a million sectors, and roughly uh, fifteen to twenty percent of these uh, of these sectors have content. So we would have to generate two hundred thousand sectors on uh, on startup, which would take a few hours, basically. So it's uh, it's uh, for me, it's not an option to be honest. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, just just the fact that you not only allow multiplayer and single player in a game this complex, but that 
it runs fairly well and allows that many players. Like, how many players can you theoretically have in a server? Because apparently we can at least have 165. But uh, can there be a lot more? Like, is there a theoretical limit to how many people on the server? Well, basically, there's a technical limit. So um, there's also a theoretical limit because you, at some point you 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 have too many players. The Galaxy uh, um, resources get depleted, and uh, it's it's not going to be fun for anyone when when you can't mine, you can't find any resources. So, um, but yeah, I, we don't we don't impose a play, player limit. You know, if you if you got the harbor, you got uh, you can have the players. Basically, I don't think it's um, yeah. Well, we want to have everything configurable as uh, as much configurable uh, as much configurable as possible. So um, yeah, but uh, we want to we want to we want to give them as much options as possible. Basically, at your own risk, if you if you know what I mean. So I I haven't done multiplayer yet, but um, like, uh, is there like a separate server program, or is it all done in game? And if like, and how many options do you like? Can you give? Do you give the host when they run their server? Are there like messages that they can send to players, for example, stuff like that? Um. Right now we have a separate server executable. We have a server tool on Steam. Available in the anonymous package, and um, what the single player does, it basically starts up a server that only allows um, the player to log in. So basically, you're when you're playing single player, you're actually playing single multiplayer, uh, if that makes any sense. <laughs> That's great. And, yeah, yeah that totally makes sense. And um, we, I, I, I also want to move away from this model a little. Uh, so it's not not two separate processes in single player because players are uh, are having issues with virus scanners because virus scanners just see hey there's a server starting up and some are blocking it and stuff so we want to um, fuse them into either fuse them into their own uh, their own process or add a better sort of uh, communication which won't be over network. Um, yeah, but um, considering the options, we want to give as many options as possible. Right now, you have uh, you basically you can configure um, all the scripts on your server. So basically, you have as many options as you want to. However, these options may not be suitable for everybody. Um, you'd have to know Lua to uh, to actually actually what we what you would be doing is you you would mod your server a little bit. And um, we want to add some more uh, some more configuration in any files, so you can maybe set starter uh, starter resources or um, to um, basically give more options like how much loot you want, you're going going to get, um, how many. Um, um, how, uh, yeah, how many resources you're going to get, how much loot you're going to get. Um, maybe uh, even block costs could be increased or decreased. Um, yeah, basically it's just it's just adding uh, adding options for numbers. That's uh, that's not not back, uh, that big a deal to implement, and I, th- uh, I think it would be a, gr- a great addition, a great addition to the server in the future. 
That sounds all pretty awesome. Now, apparently, um, I misread Excelsior only allows 20 people at a time on his server, but he has 165 players. But yes, still, that's that's still a lot of people. It's still a great. That's still a lot of people on one server in a shared universe. That's pretty great. Um, yeah, the game is uh, the game is not an MMO. I just want to make this uh, clear. Um, <laughs> Yay, thank people you. people are uh, people just see online multiplayer and they uh, a lot of people think, oh, that's an MMO. It's not. Avorion is not an MMO. I want. I just want to make this as clear as possible. Um, we allow multiplayer. We allow multiplayer with ten or twenty people, but. Um, we are not. Uh, we're not working towards a solution where you can have hundreds of players on your server. So just to, uh, I want uh, just to make this really official, and yeah. No, no, that that makes that makes perfect sense. It like Vulcan in the chat says it has MMO potential, which is, which is fair. You know, it does have potential for that sort of thing. And I guess people, if they wanted to run a server kind of like an MMO, they probably could a little bit because you said they could monitor yeah, if you, their own thing. If, um, you have, uh, if you have a machine that has like a thousand processors and a terabyte of, <laughs> of RAM, sure, it would be possible. But um, yeah, that's, that's not a, a real world, ca- world case. So it's, uh, it's difficult. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... Uh- Players can host their own servers. They they can see what works. They can mod and and fix things they don't like. So um, it's really their own decision. <laughs> but it's not it's not officially supported for hundreds of players. Yes, we're we're not we're not we're not laying out the, the game for for hundreds of players. That's uh, that's not what we're working towards. No, that's fair. People can go play Eve. Or whatever else, if they want that sort of, uh, if they want that, that sort of scale, you know, that that's totally fair. So, what engine is this game running on? You mentioned Lua, you mentioned XML. What what what's the engine? Is it a custom job? Is it Unity? What is this running on? No, it's a it's a custom engine that I wrote, uh, uh, basically, yeah, on, uh, while I was in uni- uh, university. Um, I I just uh, yeah, it. At the beginning, it was just an exercise for me, and it continued growing. And well, now I've got my own engine, basically. <laughs> but it has a couple of uh, advantages. Um, basically, when we want to adjust things, we can easily adjust um, various details. Where when you're using Unity or Unreal Engine, um, you have um, you're basically limited to what the engine can do your, 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 um, it does a lot of things for you, but you're, you're limited in the way that the engine wants you to do things and we can adjust that. And that's actually a great, uh, that's actually a great advantage that we have over other engines. On the other hand, it's a lot of work and, um, we're, we're still having a few issues with graphics, especially on Intel, uh, Intel cards. So, it comes at a price too. Yeah, I had I I was kind of thinking it might be its own thing because it doesn't really look like a Unity game. Like I've never seen like a Unity game with, like I think the thing that threw that um tipped me off that this might be a custom engine was the thruster animations, because when you have <laughs> a ship that has like a million thrusters on it and they're all firing, you're like, 
I really haven't seen that. So that's really, really amazing. <laughs> now I want to build one of these ships that that turn into a little sun when you when you when you turn around and. <laughs> oh God, I've not seen that yet, but that's probably, <laughs> that's probably hilarious. Yeah, it's. Uh... It's it's uh, it's kind of fun, but it's also annoying. So we we want to make sure that that's we are, we're going to tone down the thrusters in the future. Yeah, I think down the road there are I don't want to name a date, but um, there are still quite a few graphical effects um, we have an eye on, and yeah, would like to implement. Uh, now, are you guys also going to make any kind of screensaver? Because I, I, I got to say, the main menu thing where you can just hit F5 and refresh space stations and stuff, this would make a great screensaver. Seriously, you guys. Leave, <laughs> leave money on the table. Leave money on the table. Just make like a 99-cent screensaver DLC. I would buy that <laughs> in a heartbeat. In a goddamn – especially if it supported multiple monitors. Oh, could you do that? <laughs> That's my request. Make a screensaver of it. Cause it yes, it's a custom engine, but it's very pretty. You guys have done a great job. It's a very pretty game. Thank you. Thank you. you. Know, it's I mean, and the universe feels very lively, and I really like how the asteroids, especially the mineable, I like how not every asteroid is mineable, but um I like how the ones that are really stick out from the ones that are not. Yeah. yeah, that was that was one 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 important thing uh, thing too. When we started testing, um, people would not know where these asteroids are that you can mine. So we we decided to make them pop out a lot, so you can actually see them uh, see them a lot better, and you know what to look for. Yeah, um, you- in the very first builds, actually every every asteroid was mineable, and um, that. The problem that we we had there was it, it felt like a pure grind. It was just a grind, you know. Every every asteroid was um, uh, was mineable. You, all you did was fly from one asteroid to the next and get some resources out of it. And basically, we we changed that. So now you have a few asteroids with lots of resources. So basically, you're you're looking around more, which makes uh, makes the thing a lot. Um, a lot more interesting to, uh, for miners. Yeah, it does. And uh, I, I really like how even you made them pop out so much, you can see them from several kilometers away in a very dense asteroid field, which I really like. Uh, now, if, I'm, if I read correctly, uh, where you start out, it's mostly iron asteroids, but the closer you get to the center of the universe, you get more um, varied types of metals. Uh, yes, um uh, we we started out with, uh, with with different materials, and at some point I wanted to make sure that uh, there's some kind of progress. And when you're in a galaxy, well, where do you go usually? Well, the interesting thing is in the center of the galaxy. I think so. Um, that's that's how we uh, how, how I came up with the uh, going to the center of the galaxy. Um, I have to t- I have to say for myself when. When I made this decision, I didn't know about No Man's Sky. So, yeah, please be gentle in that uh, in oh. that aspect with me. Yeah, it was. We, we ran into some some things um, there, there when where people were saying, "So basically, this is No Man's Sky." And I was like, huh? "Why?" See, I've not <laughs> why I, I've not and, played it. I've not played No Man's Sky. I, I don't care. Um, 
But is that the same thing? Like you go the closer you get to the center, the more valuable stuff you find? Is that in No Man's Sky as well? I think uh, in Avorion, the center is much more rewarding than in No Man's Sky. <laughs> but I only watched uh, some videos. I, I, w- I would say that applies to the entire game, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say right now, because I have, not see- I have not played No Man's Sky, but I've watched people play No Man's Sky, and it looks so boring. It looks so dull. It's like, yeah, you mm-hmm. made this beautiful procedurally generated universe. Now what? Ooh, you get to move some stuff. I, I, it looks so stupid. It looks so empty and dull. Well, I don't, I don't think it's quite that bad, but uh, the expectations were through the roof. So this is true. It was just impossible to meet those. Yeah, I yeah, do. I think that's the yeah. major issue they had. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's. Yeah, Lysian is right. He said, um, there have been so many space games where the goal is the center and also a common thing in sci-fi. So anyone who thinks No Man's Sky had originated that is just plain dumb. I agree. I agree. <laughs> this is not the first time that the, you go toward the center and that's where the more valuable stuff is. Just not every game does that. Um, so what do the uh, other – like so far I've only had to deal with iron, which lets you build like the most basic stuff. But what are the uh, – what do the other metals allow you to build? Like more powerful weapons and engines and stuff like that? Like what are the uh, what are the benefits of seeking out the other metals in the game? Um, the other metals, um, usually, uh, basically they, they, they scale with, um, with their uh, rarity, with their, uh, their, their health points. For one, scale with their tier. So um, metals with a higher tier have a higher durability. Um, oh. and at the same, uh, at the same time, they allow building more different kinds of blocks. So you have titanium, which allows you to build generators or batteries. Um, you have neonite, which uh, allows you to build shield generators, for example. Um, hangars come with trinium. They also have, um, and they also have different densities. So trinium, for example, is the lightest, lightest material. So when you build your ship out of trinium, it will be a lot more maneuverable uh, than a ship made of iron. So that's, that's, uh, that's one thing that we, we, were, we were after. No, um, no, no wonder a server needs so much power to run this thing. You got a billion calculations going on and a billion things all at once, plus all the procedural stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's really impressive actually that you have weight and mass and, and all that stuff taking into account for individual blocks yeah we uh, we, uh, we started out with um, uh, basically what I wanted was a, a physics based game where um, f- flying would be it would feel the way I imagined at least how it would uh, feel in, in an actual uh, well in reality when you when you're flying in space you know um, which is also the reason why um, we have this mechanic where you have to flip your ship 180 degrees into the opposite direction if you want to uh, break really strongly you know and um, yeah so uh, at some point we realized that it might be a good idea to just Add different densities to these materials, uh, different um, different health points to make it all a little more interesting. 
Uh, so yeah, the the material you're using is kind of representing a level, if you will. Oh, yeah, neat. yeah, yeah. That's neat. Uh, Vulcan in the chat, and I hope I'm saying that right, asks, "What are the inspiration for the names of the metals?" Um, uh, trinium is um, trinium, for example, is a metal that's uh, that's used in Stargate, actually. Um, and I'm a, I'm a big Stargate fan, so I uh, I I asked. Well, no, I uh, yeah, I used that for for because in, in Stargate it's a very light metal, so I, I used for the lightest metal, for example. Um, the, the remaining metals um, are basically I, I made them up. I uh, it's not like I had too too much of a. Um, uh, this might sound a little dumb, but there was not not that um, that much of a thought process behind uh, behind these metals. I just uh, I picked out a, a few metals that were uh, that might sound cool, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I noticed that Avorion is actually a metal in the game, and uh, I'm I'm guessing that's the rarest of the metals. Yes, exactly. Um, in the lore, it's it's the metal that um, pops up, popped up in in the middle uh, of the in the center of the galaxy, or which is at least rumored to have appeared in the middle of the galaxy. Um, I like. Yeah, that I, I thought. Sorry, go ahead. I thought it might be it might be um, it might be cool to uh, to uh, so you to emphasize uh, the hunt for. Uh, this this metal, which is also a thing which we want to um, add even more uh, in the game, um, because uh, actually uh, we we want to make uh, we want to show more that people are actually hunting for for this metal and that people are actually in the galaxy uh, trying to overcome the barrier or at least some of them are um, to. Um, to find this rare metal, you know, and to to build their ships. I have to be honest. Basically, I, like a treasure hunt. I like to. I, yeah, I was gonna say. I have to be honest. I like how right off the bat it lists all the metals you can get in the game. So you, it's like, oh, this is the best metal you can get, and you have none of it. You're not gonna have any of it for a while. <laughs> that's gonna be zero, that's gonna be zero for a long time, pal. So just get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> but you can you can get it. It's out there somewhere. You can get it. You just can't yet. You just haven't found it yet. Uh, so I like that. I like how right off the bat, it's like, ooh, I want that. You can't have it yet. Oh. Ooh, I just got <laughs> an idea for I uh, want it Nick. then. I want it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like I like how it's transparent right off the bat. Now, one thing I wanted to request while I have you here is in the build mode, uh, there are times where I'll be like, like, oh, I need more crew quarters, and I'll add more crew quarters, and the number of available crew slots won't go up, and uh, I I won't know why. So uh, I would love it if there was either some kind of explanation as to why, or maybe just a button that says, build it for me, done. Like, just build it, fi- uh. or, fin- or finish it for me. You know what I mean? Like a finishing button, you know? Like, I can't figure this out, done. That'd be great for someone like me who has no patience. I'm just saying. <laughs> a finishing a finishing button would be would be hard, but yeah, the, the building mode is still lacking some explanation for uh, several things. Um, we uh, um, we want um, 
the the problem that you faced probably was that you your your uh, crew quarters block was too small. The same same as yeah. uh, with cargo base. When you when you build them too small, they they don't actually add uh, add anything up because it's oh. basically it's a half half a crew quarter, you know. And um, oh. I agree that this could be a lot more transparent. I agree that this could be a lot better. Um, but on the other hand, we don't want to display half crew quarters because that would be confusing a little. Maybe a small red plus zero or something. We'll figure something out. Yeah, probably. Probably, I, I, I'd add some some tooltips telling you that uh, this block won't do anything because it's too small. Yeah, that some, be, something, something that would like, be the best. I think something like as you're building the block, just like a little tooltip on yes. the block that says, "Oh, yes. this this won't like this will add zero crew quarters," and then you make it bigger. Yes. This will add one. This will add two. That sort of that sort of thing. Um, but I also liked how um, you actually had crew. It's not just your crews are not just like oh i just have three crew i just need three more crew members and that's it they actually have morale i found that out the hard way because i was flying around with not enough crew quarters and all of a sudden like your crew is pissed off what why are they pissed off uh i like that so can a crew mutiny at some point not yet but yeah we want we want to add that we want to we want to add mutiny so basically what would happen is they may they may uh um Converge to over to pirate factions or or something like that, you know. So if you if you don't pay them for long enough, they might go kill the captain and then uh, then start to turn against you. That's great. That's that's great. So you are not the physical captain of the ship. You the captain is a, a crew member. You are like you are like an. A, am I guessing right? You're like a disembodied faction leader uh and yeah that that that's that's probably the best description yeah um while while you're piloting the, the ship you're you're still the captain in in a way you know but you still have this uh this, this crew member uh this captain crew member uh right. on your ship which is uh which is important when you want to give commands to your ships so when you tell them to uh, go mine or escort somebody. Uh, they will need a captain, so um, they can basically act on their own. I see. So without a captain, they're just like just going to drift there because there's no one to give the crew orders. Yeah, they're, they're not doing anything. So yeah, that's uh, that's basically that's a gameplay element that we I like that. Added. I like that. So you can have whole fleets and give ships orders and stuff like that, and fly around with a fleet of multiple ships. Uh, but every ship has yeah. to have a captain, so you can give that ship orders. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Actually, that makes a lot of sense. I guess you'd need a ton of materials to make your own fleet, but it sounds like. Uh, once you have your own station in the shipyard, you could totally do that. Oh, unless you find a ship and repair it. Um, one yeah. thing I, I was going to mention is that I like that the um, uh, your inventory for metals is kind of universal. It's not ship dependent, so you can just have like you can just keep mining iron as the day is long, um, because you're going to need it. It sounds like you're going to need those materials if you find a ship to repair. You want to build a station, so you're going to need a lot on hand. So I like the fact that you kind of just made like a universal bank. Yeah, to put yeah. all that in. That's yeah, very want, very simple and clever. We want to add some some lore explaining why why this is actually happening because there are other goods like ore or something um, that can um, that can't be well stored like this. So oh, um, that's why. 
That's why, That's why you have cargo, cargo base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But we found we found that um, that especially for repairing and building, um, it's a lot. It feels a lot better when you have a um, when you have a, a universal currency. Basically, it's 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 made up like a currency. Um, right. And uh, it's it's just a lot easier. We have we have to. Uh, we first had uh, had the idea of basically mining ore, and then you have. Uh, you, you would have to bring that ore to a resource depot and they would refine it, uh, something like that. And then you had your, um, your, your materials, your resources, but we scrapped that idea, uh, after it just didn't feel good. You know, it was, right. it was tedious. It was really tedious. It wasn't fun. And, um, so we, we scrapped that. We also, uh, and we also tried out some, we had some experiments, uh, ex- experiments in early builds where, uh, we, we would have to have these resources in your cargo bay. And, uh, this, I scrapped it after three days. I, I, I tried it out for three <laughs> days and it was, it was so annoying that I, I said, Oh no, I, I can't do this. I can't, I can't bear to play my own game if it is like this. So well, I, yeah. <laughs> I gotta say this, uh, this, um, Floridon just bought the game after hearing this. So we just got another sale. Thank you, Floridon. Oh, thanks. Um, Thank you so much. But, um, I love that one of the reasons I love the idea of this universal stash so much is that when you die, yes, you lose your ship, but whatever you mind, you still have access to it. So you can just buy another one. So death, while time consuming and kind of annoying, especially if you spend a lot of time trying to build a ship and you and the ships are saved. So if you add enough materials, you can just boom, get your You can also buy insurance for them. So uh, you get uh, you get your money back. Right. But I'm also saying that like. If I recall correctly, my ship was sa- – I, I was building a ship. It was saved so I can just load that ship. If I, if I had enough resources, it just appears. Am I remembering that correctly? I think I did that for one ship because mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, I got killed. I had my little mining drone. Then I then I like, oh, look, I can load my old ship because it saved it. And since I had enough iron and money, it just made it like right there. on. Yeah, the you, can just, you can just like that. Uh, pop it back basically um which is really nice yeah and that's I, that's also one 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 thing we uh, which we added after well i i as i as i said earlier i've played the game a lot and um i've i've come into all these situations where you're where you die and you you lost your ship and you're annoyed and then you have to rebuild all the, the entire thing um and then i thought what other uh, what other games have been doing for a long time is you just respawn. And I wanted to give players a way to basically just respawn their ship. And uh, that's why we came up with this mechanic. It's a really nice mechanic. And I also like that you don't respawn immediately as that ship. Like you'll get killed and then you'll be your little mining drone guy. It's like, oh, that ship didn't work. Let me try this other ship that I built. Um, Yeah, exactly. So I really like that a lot. Uh, so yeah, I like that, that, um, the universal bank makes death a lot less painful than it could be otherwise. Yeah. And it's, it's already painful. Yeah. I mean, you want death to be painful because you want to, you, you want it to hurt a little bit, but you don't want it to hurt so much that people just rage quit. You know, you don't, you, you don't want, you don't want that. So, so that's, uh, that's great. And uh, so I really, really like that. Now, Vulcan asks, uh, what will be the future use of trading goods instead of just selling them to the highest bidder? 
Will there be uh, like, yeah, some stations request certain trading goods so far, but will there be another reason like, oh, a ship needs this fuel really quickly, that sort of thing? Um, yeah, we want to add uh, we want to add missions uh, for, um, for example, you you find a stranded carrier who needs energy uh, energy cells to replenish their uh, their batteries or something like that, and we also, which is already in the game, we have um, crafting. You can you can go to a, a turret factory, and uh, with the help of, of basically, it doesn't cost um, money, but it costs resources and some money. But there, uh, if you would sell these resources, um, it would be uh, well. Basically, the overall cost for for our turret at the um, Third factory is cheaper than just buying it, and you can customize it. You can, for example, you can add more um, more servos uh, for for something, or you can add um, more laser heads, which might uh, increase your your range oh. of your laser cannons, things like that. Yeah, Excelsior brings up a good point, also that um, mm-hmm. in Jumpgate, I know I'm mentioning Jumpgate again, but I really. Fucking love Jumpgate. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably the game I have the most time in ever. And Jumpgate, <laughs> certain stations produced certain pieces of certain resources and equipment if you brought certain materials to them. So, like, if you need this piece of equipment, this station will make it, but you have to bring these things to it. So maybe that could be a thing. I don't know. That sounds- that's basically how, That's basically the way the turret factories work, yeah. That's oh. exactly what they do. Okay. I mean, it's not just turrets. This is like so many different things. But that—that's. I, I was going to mention also about turrets. I like that the universal storage not only stores materials, but also stores upgrades as well. So, like, mm-hmm. oh, I just want to store that turret for later. Just put it in the put it in the bank. Yeah, that's 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 uh, that's just your your inventory. Uh, again, it uh, we we thought about putting it into your ship, but once you die, all your stuff is gone. Yeah, that and is that's, so. That's unbearable, and yeah. um, also when you want to, when you want to upgrade your ship, you can, uh, you can just do this. You don't have to fly one ship to another ship to make sure they can um, they exchange turrets, and then you can build the turrets. Uh, yeah, it, it makes things a lot easier for both the players and us as the developers. Right. So. Um... Your new, your newest fan, Floridon, has a couple of questions. <laughs> yeah, uh, go ahead. I don't, I don't think we did talk about this. Um, what is, what would you say the thing that you are working? What do you, would you say is the big thing you're working on currently at the moment for the next iteration? Okay, so right now we're focused on uh, a limiting, a limiting box. We had some, some very frustrating issues where people would. Uh, would have server crashes and their ships would be gone, and this is not uh, this is not acceptable for us. And we we want to we want to focus on this right now. We're doing we're making some great progress. Um, I will soon set up the public testing server again, so um, we can see how well all this has been resolved so far. And then we're going to make a little patch. We're planning one little patch where we're going to add uh, group mechanics. So you can um, you can form little groups with uh, with other players. For example, you can ask your friend if he wants to join your group, 
Um, this is this is basically like an a little like an RPG group, you know. Yeah, sure. Um, but like it, the main main yeah. main purpose is main purpose is that you can see each other and you can see each other on the map, especially. Right now, people don't know where the other players are on the map, which is, as we are, we already said, which is kind of intentional because you can shoot other players down. And we will, um, so we will, we will add that when you're in the same group, you can see where all the players of your group are on the map. And after that, um, the next really big up, uh, big upcoming update is alliances, um, founding alliances with other players. Alliances will uh, will be their alliances will basically be their own factions. So uh, alliances can have uh, resources, they can have money, um, they can own stations, they can own ships, and we want to make it possible that you can have shared uh, shared um, ships with uh, with the, all all the members of your alliance, basically. So you can um, you can build them together, you can uh, fly them together. We're looking into a, a mode for for flying ships together, so so you can assign uh, seats like. Um, uh, for example, you have one pilot seat. One player is the pilot, and you have. Uh, then you can, since you can um, already customize weapon groups, you can then assign uh, gunner seats if you want, like uh, and and add several groups to gunners, uh, 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 several turret groups to these gunner seats. So uh, maybe one player can uh, can fly the cruiser, and two players can um, operate guns and turrets and shoot in different directions, for example. So you can, uh, can fly your own ship, uh, well, in a, in a group of three and maybe, maybe we'll, we'll even add uh, players who will be able to, um, command the fighter squadrons. So you have, uh, you can have different roles than on the ship. Yeah. So that's the next big thing that we're, we're currently working on. That sounds amazing. Now, it sounds like you guys are planning on, uh, at least on your Steam page, it says you want to be out of early access by Q3. Is that still on track? Yeah, we're doing our best uh, to, to, to reach that goal. Uh, we've made some great progress. And if we can continue um, this, this pace of progress, um, I'm pretty confident that we'll, uh, we'll finish it in... Six to six to twelve months. Yeah. Now I ask this of everyone who's. Um, oh, um, I'll. We have a question from the audience. I'll ask that first. Mm-hmm. Uh, will planets become explorable? And I did see on the Steam forum someone asked that similar, and I'm pretty sure you guys said probably not. But someone someone just asked. So here we go. Um, we're getting this question a lot, and if we're uh, we're ending. Uh, I mean, walking out, uh, walking around on the ship. The answer to both questions is no. Um, we thought about uh, we thought about doing planets, but um, uh, yeah, actually, I don't see a way that we can make this efficient and uh, basically um, how we can how we can do this in a way that it 
feels right and that we we're uh, we're actually um happy with it and so um basically doing planets or ship interior interiors have uh, this would have the scope of a second game basically um and yeah that's, and that's yeah, we, work, we just yeah. can't do this. We want to we want to concentrate on the space part. We want to concentrate on the space flying around part, and uh, we want to get that right. And maybe in some future updates, but I, I really don't. I really don't think so. And to be honest, yeah, I don't usually like pimping other games during a podcast. But Tom on YouTube, if you want a game that lets you walk around planets and and your own ship, try Rodina. Um, that game allows you to do both. So uh, this game is not for that, unfortunately. Which that's fine, you know. You can't have every game doing the same thing, you know. You got to have variety. So yeah, sadly, no planets in this game, which is fine. Not every game has planets. Whatever. <laughs> you do have planets, but you can't explore. You can't, you can't like do anything with them, really. I mean, yeah, yeah no, you can't, no, you can't. Yeah, like I remember, you can you can approach them. They're 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 actual objects oh. but they're like ghosts if you if you want you know uh, yeah, you, can, uh, you can't really once, crash uh, into them or so, but the, you can yeah. go around them if you fly long enough just for fun and um it was really uh, it took quite some time to get there but it was <laughs> i don't know it's no big thing but it was a cool feeling uh, kind of like a satellite flying around an earth-like planet <laughs> i thought it was yeah. cool but they don't they don't have any actual physics that's just for for background which is totally yeah. fair i mean focus on what works for you guys it's your game god damn it <laughs> <laughs> now what i was going to say is um i did like we talked about how positive your forum is and whatnot um oh god we got two more questions from the audience but i'm going to ask mine damn it uh <laughs> how is uh, I've noticed for a lot of developers that early access, and I always say this is a double-edged sword, uh, because you have to worry about expectations of people expecting like a full game right off the bat, uh, uh-huh. and whatnot. So, how has how has early access been treating you guys? Uh, so far, pretty good. Um, you know, our our reviews are pretty pretty awesome, to be honest. I, I never and I, I didn't expect that, to be honest. Um, we have like ninety three percent positive. Which is incredible, that and is great, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's absolutely amazing. I'm I'm so happy. I can't even begin to tell you. But um, of course, there there were people who who said, "Yeah, the game crashes, and I've lost my ship," and um, they were frustrated. Which is understandable. You you spend five hours building your ship, and then it just vanishes because your um, your well, your uh, the server crashed, and there's nothing you can do about it. So yeah, that that's that's understandable, to be honest. Um, but the overall overall response has been um, pretty pretty good. Uh, we have a lot of people uh, helping each other out. Um, Steam forums are uh, are very nice, uh, very nice as well. Uh, we have we have uh, already. Uh, a really, really great uh, community that I'm really proud of. And yeah, so far things are going really well. Uh, yeah, no, I mean that, that, that 93% review score is, especially for an early access game is 
Yeah, it's amazing. Pretty great. It's amazing. Yeah, and I'm gonna say it's well deserved because you guys, you guys are pretty clear with your vision. Um, you guys are pretty clear with your vision, and so uh, it's really nice to see that not only you're clear with your vision, but you're sticking to it. You know, so that is pretty, pretty great. Uh, yeah, we're doing our best. <laughs> we have a lot of expectations now that we have to fill. But uh, we're doing we're doing our best as always, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm confident that we can uh, we can fulfill most of these expectations. Yeah, and um, and I, I like the pace of what you're working on. It sounds it looks like um, updates are fairly regular. Like, do you guys have an update schedule, or you just try and be upfront about when the, you expect the next update to be? Like, how do you keep uh, how do you keep uh how often do you guys try to update and how do you keep users apprised of your upcoming updates um we uh, for for severe severe crashes and severe bugs uh i'm I, I usually update as fast as possible because i want to make sure that these um these crashes are are getting resolved as quickly as possible um for the other updates i like the approach when it's done um I I hate giving out dates because software development is uh, is pretty uh, unpredictable sometimes, and so we I, I prefer doing it in my own pace so I can focus on the quality. And so maybe it might take a week or two longer, but the content will be better than when it's just basically half-assed and thrown out without testing and, and stuff and um, bugs are going to happen nevertheless. So I would like to make sure that there, there, there are as, as, uh, as, um, as le- least bugs as possible. Is, is that, as I'm, I'm looking for words here um, that there are basically that there are as, as um, uh, basically n- as, as, as less bugs as we can uh, make sure that there are, if that makes sense. No, that totally makes sense. I mean, you want your game to be as stable as possible and not crash. With yes, and exactly. That's, and that's got to be, I mean, it's got to be kind of tough with a custom engine. I mean, with like something like Unity or Unreal, other people find bugs that they probably report about. Um, but with you guys, you guys are working on your own custom jobby. So, yeah, you might have users find stuff, but there I'm sure there's probably something like you know <laughs> lurking in the background you haven't found yet, you know. Oh my, that that is my biggest fear. <laughs> um having having uh issues that might might just uh might turn up at a later point and maybe uh screw over a save game or something like that. Uh yeah, that's that's of course uh that can be a problem and yeah, once, once we find these kinds of problems, well, that's when we update it as quickly as possible. Uh, so, we had. <laughs> I guess I guess the UI is kind of a sticking point for people because we've had two other people come in a little later in the show, both asking about the UI. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like we talk. It's kind of funny because we talked about that a while back. <laughs> that was like one of the first questions. That was like the second question we got, I think. No, don't don't worry about it, Alex. And um, and I think it's Krogue who also asked about. It. Don't worry about it. you. 
it's not like you could rewind the show and listen from the beginning, you know, but, um, yeah, guys, if you haven't, if you missed it earlier there, uh, they say that making the AI, uh, movable is not difficult, but scalable is, um, is another issue. Um, yes, exactly. But movable, especially for multi-monitors or even maybe a single monitor would be great. Um, mm-hmm. and then maybe lock it down. So, um, since it's your since it's a custom engine and building is a big deal, how is modding uh, in this game? Like, will you, is modding going to be allowed or not? Can it? Like, how easy or difficult would it be for a user to mod this? Since it's a um, we engine. want to make it, we want to make it as easy as possible to mod. Basically, all the Lua scripts that we supply with the game are open. You can just go into the folders and look at them. Um, basically what we have here is a universe sandbox engine and all the content we're adding on top of that based on this engine is written in Lua and is open to everybody. And you can, uh, you can write your own mods. We encourage doing that. We already have, uh, I don't know, last time I checked, I think, I think it was 15 mods on the forum already. Um, oh my gosh. And yeah, yeah, it's mostly mostly small things like uh, maybe a, a console command to add a crew to your ship. Um, one uh, one one person made a a mission where you kill a pirate uh, pirate captain, and uh, yeah, so so it's it's coming along great. And we want to encourage modding because I think a real sandbox um, has to be moddable. You know, um, that's. Uh, I got inspired from that basically from Minecraft because I saw how, uh, how easy it was to mod for Minecraft. And I love that. And this is something that I want to, uh, that I want to do with Avorian as well. Um, apparently Alex says that with mods, you have to overwrite, uh, game files. Will there be any kind of way to maybe make that a little, uh, Oh yeah, Absolutely. Will there be a way to make Absolutely. that smoother, like maybe some kind of mod manager where you can revert back to a default state or maybe have a separate folder for mods? Yeah, we're going to have separate folders for that, yeah. Oh, okay, um, great. We're, uh, we're, we're doing a separate folder for um, for uh, f- basically all mods. Uh, the one thing that's oh, awesome. uh, still a little difficult is that um, basically servers that, supply, that are modded, they don't automatically sync their mods with the with the clients, which is mainly security uh, uh, thing. So we did this on purpose, and um, but we're going we're going to add workshop uh, support for mods, so that you can um, download workshop mods, and the server will just tell the client, "Hey, I have these kinds of mods. If you want to play here, you will have to download these mods." And since they're in the workshop, there's well a few more eyes that can look them over. But the player will still will still have to agree to explicitly to download these mods, and we will tell him that it is unlikely, very unlikely, but still possible um, that these things might be malicious. But that's actually an issue that every mod fa- uh, moddable game sure. has. Of so course. yeah, of course. Um, I forgot to mention this earlier, but we've had like two or three people ask if there's going to be a first person camera at all. Um. We thought about that, but I'm not sure how um, 
how we, we would we would do this. We thought about making maybe a bridge block. So so you have like a, a bridge where you can position your camera, maybe um, maybe a hotkey for for swapping camera positions. And um, oh, so that way, if they want that, it, that they might can be have it. that might be an option. Exactly. If they want it, they can have it. Yeah. And um, but the biggest issue with the camera that we have is that all ships have very very different shapes and sizes, and we would never know where to actually place the camera, which is like the, the biggest issue that we have with oh, uh, custom cameras. So, um, mm, what I think would be the best thing to do is just add a bridge block or a camera block. We'll see how we how we're going to call it. And uh, then you can just position uh, your camera inside that block, and it's, it's it would be inside the block. Okay. So yeah, that might be a thing. Hang on one second. I'm gonna bring in. Uh, I was telling you we have a super fan of your game here. I'm gonna bring him in mm-hmm. a second. I think he wants to say hello. Um. Yeah, let's get him in here. Come on. There we go. Hey, guys. This is Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, hey guys. Hello. I just have to um, pause the stream. Otherwise, I hear a double. <laughs> Alex is also in Germany. So yes, uh, he is not always able to join our uh, our um, our live shows. But it's nice to have him around. And he, he's just been enamored with your game of late. So I just wanted to bring him in here like <laughs> Bring him in here for real quick to like say hello and see if he has any uh, questions that we haven't already asked. Yeah, nice yeah. to meet you. Hey guys, um, I might have a question, but I'm not sure if uh, it was asked before. But I just tried. Um, so the game is basically set up like a roguelike, right? So in the sense that if you lose your ship, you are back in the beginning sector. And you talked about that on a forum. I think I read something that you might change that. Could you? Um, Go into that a bit more. Uh, yes, we <clears throat> right now what we've experienced as well. It being like a roguelike was uh, not a decision that we um, made explicitly. We didn't say, "Yeah, we want to have it like a roguelike." It should be a roguelike where you always start over at the at the beginning. Um, so you what we're stuff that's good. Keep your yeah. resources. Yeah, you do. Actually, so, um, but uh, the thing is, um, we want to add some stations where um, maybe it could be shipyards, it could be a faction headquarters um, where you can go and then, uh, and then basically set this sector as your new respawn point. Uh huh. I like that because there's a mod out there. I tried it that does exactly that. You can go to a shipyard if you have like enough faction standing, and then you can do that. And I, I oh yeah, really? Mod. Cool. It, like I, I think they need um you need fifty thousand standing with a faction, and then you can go to the shipyard and make it your home sector. There's mm-hmm. a mod on your forum somewhere. I was just I tried it once, and I was hesitant to let it in there because yeah, it overrides the game file, and I don't know what happens if you update your game. And after the modern yeah, they would be overridden. So yeah. yeah, but that would be for me perfect solution. Now I think faction standing should uh, play into that maybe because I think you have yes. to earn it. I like that. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Um, I think faction standing would be would be very important because it gives you another incentive to uh, get 
liked by a faction, you know? Um, mm -hmm. And, um, but I also want to make it so that uh, the, the closer you get to the core of the galaxy, um, the more expensive it will be to, uh, to actually set your respawn point there. Um, because I think, um, I think it should be, it should be, it should still be kind of, um, balanced in a way that it's a, a kind of an achievement, uh, aside from just going there because there, there's going to be factions that will like you immediately. That's just how they work sometimes. And, um, in this, in this case, it would be very easy to, um, to just set your new, new spawn point. I, I want to add a little, a little, a slightly more difficulty to that. Just a, f a fee that you have to pay once to set your new spawn point there, for example. So um, this is especially more important once you get inside the ring, because um, yeah, um, respawning inside the ring might not always be the thing you're looking for. So yeah, yeah, I like that idea. Um, very cool. Yeah, and otherwise, I've, I mean, yeah, I, I just, I don't know how long will the show actually go on. Um, and like I said, I don't know what questions were already asked. Yeah, we're going so to wrap up and probably within the next fifteen yeah. minutes because I do have to go to work. But, uh, mm -hmm. but yeah, you're like so far the resident super fan of this game because I am. It's it's an actual <laughs> game. That's what we were saying. Like, like. Mm -hmm. Like Alex, you you love space engineers and whatnot, but at the same time, there's not much yeah. of a of a game there. You build stuff, exactly, and then what do you do? Yeah, really? that's what, what do you do? That's why um, it's for me, um, it's basically the first game I'm I'm aware of that really lets you build your own ship and then play a real game with it. Yeah, and that's so um, <laughs> rare to me. At least in three D, there's got it up. Yeah, there's yeah. some 2D games that let you do that, like uh, Reassembly and whatnot. But like yeah. this, this is, I mm -hmm. think, the first 3D game where it not I like only... Reassembly a lot as well. But even there, there's a little... I think the game there, the game core gameplay lacks in Reassembly as well. Um, there's yeah. some problem, I think, a bit. Um, and in, in Avorion, I mean, I have like 50 hours in the game now since it came out in early Wait, how many? Um, I play how, a lot. How many? How many hours? 50. Oh, my 50. God. Wow. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's just, um, wow. Nice. I, 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 I just enjoyed really like it. Really, really glad you like it. It's for just me, awesome. I, I think, like, uh, it, to me, it feels like I've waited for this game for a long time. Um, yeah. Just um, the UI could be a bit, um, yeah. I asked that before. Um, what me, what bothers me most is like the bars in the middle because my ship could be there, so I have to put my ship above the bars, and this is just wasted space to me. You know what I mean? Because the ship is in the middle as well. I would put the bars to the side if I could. Um. Oh, the bars with the uh, with the the, yeah. the HP bars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Because my new ship has so much, so many guns now, and the overheating things stack up, and it gets higher. Oh higher yeah, higher. yeah, yeah, yeah! Absolutely, that that needs to work. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Yes, absolutely, um, absolutely. We have a question from the chat. 
TDO Stalker. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I think he has two names. I don't know how to read this. Uh, his question is, is there anything planned for the future of fighters? Right now they're a bit underpowered and expensive. Uh, so maybe smaller uh, custom-made ships? Um, I'm... Uh, I I want to make uh, fighters harder to kill. Basically, I don't want to give them more HP, but I want to give them. Uh, I want them. Uh, I want to make them harder harder to kill. Um. Um. It's right now. Fighters are too expensive, and they need pilots, and they would just get shot down immediately. They get hit by one random shot, and they die. And that's it. And basically, the the, the big um, advantage of fighters should be that they are really, really hard to hit, and you need special weapons uh, to get rid of them. And um, we want to. I, I want to make sure that 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 actually is the case. You know that that actually happens. That they are hard to kill. Um, that they are uh, maybe maybe give them some uh, evasion mechanics. You know, so they are they can. Um, they can enter states where they do some sick loops and things, and they 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 can't be hit in this uh, during these animations. Um, yeah, but we're still looking into balancing of the fighters, and I'm aware that they're uh, not not ideal currently. Okay, that's great. Um, now we have a not really a question, but more of a concern from Vulcan in the chat. He says he's worried about the longevity of the game because he's saying that shooting the AI in the center will get repetitive. Um, mm-hmm. So, is there any kind of post-release or even pre-release plan to maybe? Because uh, you talked about factions being a difficult thing to stabilize because of the procedural nature of the game, but will there be any kind of larger meta game, perhaps, that might be uh, implemented or added later? I mean, you got, um, the, you got the station building and stuff, but I'm just you know curious mm-hmm. about maybe something larger than that, even like a business empire or something. Yes, that's uh, that's where uh, where we want to. Actually, um, I think the the combat parts of the game are are pretty great, and we will um, not finish, but we will we will add uh, a few a few additions to that, like uh, maybe torpedoes and and such. But uh, I want I also want to focus on the on the meta game, as you called it. Uh, I want to. I want to make sure that you can found more stations, that you can actually have um, carriers, uh, well, uh, so cargo carry, cargo haulers, cargo uh, carriers is um, who that will go between your stations and maybe trade, um, and that you can. Uh, it, it won't be it won't be like. Uh, game because um, due to technical limitations of the server, you can't just um, access one sector from another sector. That's uh, just technically uh, difficult, if not impossible. Um, but it would be possible to to give orders to ships that are currently with you in their sector and then have them go into another sector and maybe do something there. Um as I said earlier, I want to make sure that sectors with player ships and player stations are kept alive, so they're not unloaded and uh, updated and uh, with a simplified algorithm, basically, which is already in the game, actually. Um, but due to um, 
memory issues mostly because it, the game eats up a lot of memory because all these this stuff has to be kept in memory and the sizes of the different blocks have to be kept in memory orientations have to be kept in memory all this stuff has to be kept in memory um so it eats up a lot of memory currently and um we're currently at a point where we can't do too much about that so you'd need a very beefy computer to have an actual empire um working um like, like over half the galaxy let's put it like this but um the good news is we're um i have some i have some ideas where we can um maybe simplify mechanics where you are not immediately present so we don't have to keep all this stuff in memory you know it might be a simplified uh, simulation of the game it, it might not be newtonian physics in every sector and stuff but we should be able to make um, some basics like uh, ships flying, docking, some scripting interactions uh, to make all this possible without having all uh, all these sectors in memory completely. <sighs> wow, that was. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm losing. Yeah, yeah, that, losing. that's a lot of programming talk. <laughs> that was a lot of programming talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But that sounds like you have a really solid plan for not only the end of early access, but the future of the game. Are you guys planning any kind of expansions or DLC or anything once the game is launched? Um, not right now, but maybe. But we're not not going to do. Um, it's we we will see. I can't uh, definitive answer just yet. Um, right now, we want to concentrate on on getting uh, getting more content into the game, um, making it long more long term rewarding because people are currently hitting a not not a wall, but um, they're they're starting to see the the boundaries of the game, and we want to expand on that. So, um, yeah, it's not like a politician here. Um, Basically, the the answer is we'd love to to make some, but I can't yet uh, give a definitive answer. So, but we will we will definitely we will definitely do some um, some um, free updates after the release of the game. That that's we're gonna do. That. But maybe larger things like I, I was thinking maybe maybe a DLC where you can then. Um, explore, explore these hyperspace rifts. Maybe something like that. Um, that maybe, maybe something we we could um, package as a as a DLC. I think that would be uh, uh, content that would be great for for something like a DLC. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, one we'll take this. I'll, I'll take this as the last uh, thing to talk about before we start wrapping mm-hmm. up. Um, Excelsior would like to see if you can add hangers so people can log out safely in multiplayer. Um, that's kind of difficult because uh, all ships have different sizes, so you can't really park them anywhere in in, in other in other ships yet. Uh, with but you can you can you can build your own uh, you can build your own hangar if you if you want to do this. Um, what we want to do is 
together with a group update uh, patch, which will be be coming uh, soon, which will be the first uh, first content update, not the big alliances update, but the, a small content update. Um, uh, will be safe zones. There will be um, there will be maybe stations or some kind of protective field, so that you can't uh, can't get shot down in several uh, in several sectors. Oh, so idea. you can so you're safe there, basically. Yeah, that's yeah. It's a concern that many people have brought up so far, and I think it's it's reasonable to uh, to add something like that. That seems reasonable. All right, let's wrap up with uh, what you guys are playing right now. I mean, I know you're working on this quite a bit, but besides this, are you guys playing anything uh, specifically right now that you're having fun with? Um, currently, I'm playing a lot of Overwatch. <laughs> I love uh, I love Overwatch. Earlier, uh, I love I've, I loved League of Legends and love shooters. So basically, that's the perfect game for me. Um, I all <laughs> I also love playing space games. But I can't keep playing them. It's really, um, it's really difficult because every time I, I maybe I boot up an, uh, a space game, it's like ah, I want to go, I want to go do some some development on my own space game, and I um, I haven't managed to play a single space game for longer than an hour over the last four years, Whoa. which is actually yeah, which is actually weird i think but uh, i can't uh, i can't get myself to it i always get the urge to to uh work on our own actually well, it's kind of weird but it's yeah fair. Ma- <laughs> it's fair you're making your own you know that you probably play a space game and you're like oh my game does this better or this this game does not do what i want to do i get it you're making one so like that's probably why i will never yeah, make- it's, it's, it's often like uh, uh oh, oh my god this is so awesome i want this i ha- i have to i have to make this and then yeah, it's it's gone. <laughs> I stop playing. I uh, and I try to uh, I try to. Uh, oh, it's too much inspiration. Space games, yeah. So yeah, fair. Yeah, you play one, and be like, oh, I want my game to do that. Yeah. So no, I totally get it. I totally get. It. That's why I work in uh, search engine optimization, and it's ruined the web for me. Like totally oh. <laughs> ruined. Like any website I go to now, it's like, nope, nope, wrong, nope. This is stupid. You're bad. This is awful. I know what you mean. Stop it. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, uh, I totally, totally get that. I'm, I'm, I'm really scared of you visiting our website now. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I, w- I will be honest with you. If there's one thing that indie game developers never get right, it's their websites. So I just let that's, that's, <laughs> that's always a pass. That is always okay, a pass. Okay. So don't, that's, even, that's a relief. <laughs> you focus on the game. You're not like a, you're not like a B2B type thing where you're trying to sell, you know, your your services. I mean, you kind of are, but at the same time, I think a lot of gamers understand that not you're an indie gamer, you're going to focus more on your game than on your website. I mean, I think every um I think every what gaming web gamers website should have a forum and a blog and, I, and you guys you guys are fine with that, but like you know, mm-hmm. work on the game. Don't work on the site. <laughs> You're not like a business just trying to get new customers, basically. Well, you kind of are, but like I said, gamers understand that you should be working on the game and not the website. Um, but like I go to a lot of other sites it's like, oh, God, what are you doing? But indie games, yeah, there are a lot of bad indie gamer webs. Indie, indie <laughs> game web. Like I've seen so many game websites for like indie games where it's just a page. 
that they threw together on Wix. And it's got a video and like one line of text and like uh, a couple of links to like YouTube and Facebook. And that's it. It's like, huh, okay, fine. <laughs> I, guess gotta, I guess you gotta try and have most of your shit on Steam. Sorry, stuff on Steam. Sure. But come on. So, yeah, don't worry about that. Um, so I get that. I totally get that playing other <laughs> making your own space games can ruin other space games for you. Totally get that. Yeah, um, absolutely. Philip, what about you? What are you playing? Yeah, um I'm not playing so much at the time. Um maybe some of the Tomb Raider reboot because it's uh, really relaxing like playing yeah. a movie. The new one or the new new one? Like is there was the there a new one, the first new one? Okay, because yeah, wasn't there a second in the reboot? Yeah, series? yeah. Okay, yeah, I, I haven't but played any of Maybe I'll go to that, but I didn't finish the first one yet. And um, yeah, I'm looking into Battlefield 1 because I really like shooters. So Apparently that's a lot of fun, a lot of people tell me. apparently that Maybe I'll, I'll, I really like uh, sandbox and open world games. and But yeah, I'm, I'm focusing on one game at a time. No, that's totally fair. Uh, Alex, what about you? What are you playing? Besides, you're playing a lot of Avorion. I know. Besides <laughs> Avorion, what are you playing? Good question. Good question. Actually, I think in the last week I haven't played anything but Avorion. <laughs> and I started to I started to work on my own game again. Um, so I tried to make some headway with that. I paused for a long, long time. Now I'm back at that. And my own game and Avorion is at the moment... And occasionally I play a round of uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Just got that from the last sale. Um, I'm enjoying that. That's basically it for the moment. Nice. All right, well, let's wrap up. Uh, just a few quick programming notes, my friends. Um, this Thursday for Multiplayer Madness, because it just hit GOG, we're going to be trying some multiplayer SWAT 4. You know, SWAT, remember, if you guys don't know what SWAT 4 is, it's an amazing first-person tactical uh, police game where um, you play a SWAT member and you can't just go in and shoot everyone. You actually have to, uh, you actually have to come and, and try and arrest people. So it's amazing in single player. So we're going to try it in multiplayer. And uh, next week, oh, what are we doing next week on the show? Ah, next week on the show, we are revisiting one of our, I'm not going to say favorite space sims of the 90s, but it's kind of an unsung hero. Uh, it's called Star Rangers. It's Interactive Magic's first game uh, that they made, and it was a Star Raiders clone that's actually really, really awesome. And uh, after talking about it a little bit on the Star uh, Crusader podcast recently, we were like, let's talk about Star Rangers, because that's like one of those kind of forgotten... 90s space sims that some people liked and some people didn't and a lot of people have forgotten about so we're going to talk that about that game next week on the show so uh so yeah so constantine and philip i want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time out of your day working on avorian to talk about avorian um, thanks for having us Oh, Thank you, too. It was great. My pleasure. Folks, if you haven't checked it out yet, it's called Avorion, A-V-O-R-I-O-N, and it's on Steam Early Access for, oh, God, how much? It's like 14 or 7 18 bucks. Yeah, it's, it's currently $18. Totally worth it because you got procedural, 
not only you get shipbuilding, but you get a procedural galaxy, and you don't even have to build ships if you don't want to. You can just buy them right off the bat, uh, which is really nice. Uh, because if you're like me and you don't have the patience to build ships, you can just go to a shipyard and uh, just get one. So, uh, which is really nice. So it's really great. We a lot of us have been really enjoying it so far. So you should definitely check it out again. It's a Vorion. It is on Steam right now. Early access. Really a lot of positive vibes about this one. So definitely check it out. And again, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining. And and chat uh, the various chats, uh, Twitch, YouTube. Uh, Discord. Thank you, everyone. You've been very active this morning. So uh, this has been really great. Uh, it's been really great having so much so much back and forth in the chat. So thank you, everyone, for uh, check for checking this out. And I apologize again earlier for the audio um, stuff earlier. Hopefully that was fixed once I switched uh, Discord servers. And again, final thing: if you guys haven't subscribed either to the podcast or the YouTube channel, please do so. We are approaching 5,000 subscribers. That would be a wonderful milestone to hit sooner rather than later on the YouTube channel. So that would be great. And also, we got our second iTunes review. It's a five-star review. So if mm-hmm. you have subscribed to us on iTunes, please like us and rate us. That'd be great. Um, so I just wanted to throw that out there. So again, thank you so much, everyone, for watching and listening. Uh, thank you, Constantine and Philip and Alex for uh, joining us and we will see you next time. Have a great day, everyone. Bye-bye. Have a good day. Bye. See you guys. Let's have some music in here, Boiler. Sure thing. Yeah,